Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch! All right. Greetings and salutations. Another episode of Fangs Up Here. And uh, wow. Um, I guess I'm unloyal. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit that note for the day. Uh, <laughs> and you'll find out why. Um, but I kind of, we're calling this episode Winter Walking just because Summer Walker's got a song called Unloyal. And it's kind of, I ain't going to lie, that was kind of the inspiration for the episode. Like, Especially with all that's going on. I mean, HBCU landscape is changing. Probably lost our biggest star within the the sphere. But hopefully more is to come. But as far as FAMU goes on, we've got the men's and women's basketball team. Both, man, that was a rough week. Rough week for FAMU athletics. I'm not even going to lie. I'm, I'm just going to keep it straight up. It was tough. If you are a fan, you fan, it was tough. Uh, but it was it was it was what it was. We yeah, it was struggling. Volleyball too. Told y'all the Gators had me cussing up here. I, I don't like the Gators. And that's not just some Florida State fan, but it was tough. It was real tough. So, but before we get into all that, let's have a big shout out HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Also, shout out to the Black Techies, Herb Seward. I was in the space yesterday, and that was fun. It was interesting uh, just to see all the technical difficulties. I don't know what Elon is doing, but he definitely needs to call you and the crew to get some paid and advice. Also, HBCU, Lord, sorry, I looked over, took a second. CableBustersTV.com, sorry. Title sponsor. Man, hopefully y'all re-up. Hopefully y'all re-up. Uh, but if you're not familiar with it let me make you familiar man they have a great deal great deal so 35 dollars up to three devices 24-hour trial no credit check you can have from one to five devices who are you gonna call cable busters and it also works on your cell phone so it's one of those things like it's not just something where oh you got it and as long as you're at home you can use it no 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 not with cable busters nay nay you can use cable busters on your cell phone as well so it's a pretty cool app i was shown how to use it and uh yeah man yeah man so let's let, let's support a black owned business and yeah so let's get started l and y'all know now nah, i cannot have we cannot have a show where Deion sanders is talking and telling y'all let's get it let's go and we're not gonna talk about that we're gonna go inside the den and we're gonna say i guess i'm unloyal we'll see uh but Men's basketball loss. It was 46 to 68 to the University of Georgia. And the game wasn't close. And I, I'm gonna keep it a whole dollar with y'all. I didn't watch the game. I didn't. There was that was the same night as the volleyball game. I watched the family volleyball game. I peeped at the men's for a second, and then I saw that score, and I was like, yeah, nah, bro, I'm good. Uh so 
we lost. Uh, but man, family's gonna get a much needed break for both men's and women's football. I believe it's about to be finals week on campus. So that's hopefully a good thing. If you are a student athlete at the highest of seven hills, please get that study time in. We want you back next year if you're a freshman, sophomore, or junior, and if you're a senior and you can't come back, and it's strong for graduation and commencement. We want to see you graduate and uh, boost up that APR, man. Like That's going to be something I bring up later. Women's basketball. I'm not going to lie. I picked us to win this game, but we lost to Sam Houston State. And it was a home game. It was tough, though. Like It was a back and forth. I kept, I kept track of it. I didn't get to watch it. The game is on Facebook. If you want to go back and watch the replay of it, you can go see the replay of that game online. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Officer Damon Miller from the Tallahassee Police Department. He actually shared it and uh, retweeted it, and I didn't get to watch it just because, obviously, all this stuff is going on. <laughs> uh, and we had a long day yesterday, so um, ourselves, not related to FAMU. But that being stated, I mean, I tend to try to watch it. I ain't a lot of Cowboys on right now, and I literally turned the TV off so that I, I'm looking up to make sure it doesn't accidentally flip on, but I turned the TV off because I didn't want to be watching the Cowboys. And uh, Marquise Bell is hurt. So if you're like me and you're wondering why hasn't Marquise Bell been playing, I haven't been seeing him. He's He's been listed on the injury list. I, I did not see the injury, but I did research and Google it, and I did see a uh, website that was reliable that stated that he is injured and he's out for uh, a few weeks. But I mean, the fact that he's injured and he's still on the active roster is telling you that they've seen something like he he's shown some good things and some impressive things so shout out to marquise i've met him twice and every time really nice dude i think actually three or four times marquise has been awesome i, I have no problems no qualms with the guy um but yeah now famu volleyball the season's over y'all season's over and uh it was tough man three sets to zero and we got swept it was it was close the first one. The first the first match was very close. FAMU actually was like kind of tight. We were coming back, lost that one kind of late. The second uh match it, it wasn't as close as the first one. And the third one was a blow. We we got but that being stated, it wasn't something where you just watched it and you were like, Okay, well, why are we here? That wasn't it. Now the Gators had better players. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie to y'all about that. That's that's one thing I I I respect you enough to tell you the truth. The Gators have superior talent, and that's part of why I say honestly, I hate playing the dang gum Gators. Like, I hate them. Like, I mean, I don't hate them, but I don't like playing them. I get tired of playing the University of Florida because anytime we go to any type of tournament, they send us to Gainesville and we come back home, and I'm tired of it. I hate it. Can't stand the University of Florida. Um, I wish the Gators would get up and go away from us. <laughs> but uh, puns aside, like it was a good season, like 21 and 13. That's a winning record. And I, I've already told y'all when it comes to me, every sport except for football, it's like, that's really what I care about. Football, a winning record is nice, but I want championships just because I know what family football is. I know what family football has been. And I've seen the highs and the lows. I've seen FAMU. I, I was, I can remember when Ken Riley was a football coach and we were like, eh, okay, we are all right. We're not very good, but, you know. But then the, I was there for the Billy Joe era when FAMU was flying high. 
Ken Riley, that is the, still to me our best athletic director. Uh, honestly, I, I thought Gauthier, Gauthier was solid too, though. But I, I remember those days. And so the fact that I can go back to those days and I can see, okay, this is what we look like. Ruben Carter wasn't bad. Joe Taylor wasn't bad. Again, Earl Holmes wasn't completely bad. It just, mm, yeah. But that stated, it, it just, I can, I can recall FAMU at some of its highest points, not at, at its zenith. I do think FAMU at its zenith is obviously the national championship under Rudy Hubbard, or I would let you slide with the, the, the Gaither era just because, I mean, look at the championships. But for me, person that's under 40 for another couple years uh, the for me the billy joe era was our zenith and we were complacent as a fan base very critical of him using transfers and stuff like that so for me when i look at famu athletics i want famu football to be at a championship level all the other sports i'm looking for a winning record because i i was at famu i wasn't at famu but i was home i was about to graduate high school I think when we went to the NCAA tournament, I was at those games. I remember going to Gaither and being like, yo, family basketball, is like I will product, like the Mickey Clayton era is done. Like, we got a good coach. We got a good program. Like, and no, no slight on Mickey. Mickey's a nice dude. Like told you, I was a family booster when I was in, I was in college in a family booster and I wasn't a student booster. I was a regular booster paying 200, $300, $500 for a tag. Like I was a booster. I'll park at the booster office and walk my tail to class. Like, you're not gonna tell me because I got a booster tag. So I'll pay this little extra fee and walk to class. Hey, stay scheming. It's the mantra. But like just being real about it, like I'm one of the I've been there, so I've seen this. And when it comes to other family athletics, there's only one sport that I consistently can tell you has been winning, and that's volleyball. Family volleyball was great. Honestly, I think we were really good. Excuse me for all the movement, but I think we were really good almost until what was that, Castell, when they cut the budget. But FAMU volleyball, I mean, I, I give uh, uh, credit to Kelvin Rozier. He, he he reminded us FAMU has hosted NCAA tournament games at Gaither, not Lawson. So you you said, hmm, how? I'm just saying, like, so and and it's when Gaither was a. a but for my generation of Rattlers and those before me, Gaither was everything for us as far as indoor athletics. Gaither was the basketball gym. Gaither was the volleyball gym. Gaither was for convocation. Gaither was all those things. And family volleyball has a rich tradition. And you finish the season with another winning record. And I will, I will own it. I did not make it to any of the volleyball games this year. Volleyball is that one sport where it's just the timing. I'm going to take off a day next year if I'm at the same place I'm at now and make it my business to go to family volleyball game. Yeah, and hopefully they play close. I want, I want more family games in Central Florida. I'm biased. I'm extremely biased. And I'm mad at y'all show pictures and y'all took pictures and y'all ain't tell nobody at the USF game because I went over there and took some pictures. Like, bruh, like, I'm just saying, because I was at the family women's basketball game. I support family. I don't just cover it. I support it. I don't just go in there with credentials. I go in there with checks. And I, I come in and I pay for my tickets sometimes. 
<laughs> uh, if it's not honestly, if it's not football, I'll probably pay you for it. Um, otherwise, football, I, I'd be working sometimes. So, but that being stated, like any other family athletic sport, less than 500, and I'm, I'm annoyed, but above 500, and FAMU volleyball, you've never ceased to amaze me this season. There's only one game where I ever really uh, kind of got aggravated with the program. And I, I'm, I'm a realist. Though. I'm a rational rattler. I feel like those who watch know and understand. Like when you're watching this, you're getting somebody who's not BSing you. Somebody's going to tell you kind of what it is and what it's not. But we went out. It was a tough season. The season ends against Gainesville, uh, the Gators in Gainesville. The Gators were the four seed. So that's telling you. The number one seed is Wisconsin. And they were in the Wisconsin division. So kind of tells you you're playing against tough competition. And let let miss me with the uh, Florida State. Now, Florida State, Florida State had to travel. So it's not that FAMU had to travel and Florida State did no both teams from the capital city had to travel. I didn't even see what Florida State did, because I'll be honest with you, at this point, I, as much as I love Florida State, I, I cover FAMU athletics. So outside of FSU football. And the tragic, the travesty that is Florida State basketball right now, and occasional women's basketball. I ain't watching Florida State athletics until the bowl game and then baseball season. So, just being real with you. Uh, but next, I mean, obviously, FAMU football and FAMU football recruiting is a thing. Uh, you, I don't know if you saw online, Levante Somerset, one of our commits, he was up there with Coach Simmons, and you got to see him and another recruit up there. FAMU has been hosting recruits. We had an offensive linemen come in. Offensive line and defensive line to me are positions of need. We also need a quarterback, but probably not as much just for depth. And I think Willie Simmons already did a masterful job of trying to address that. You did get Jimbo's son, uh, I believe Trey uh, Fisher. And if I if I quoted the wrong Fisher child, I'm sorry. But uh, that we we did see that come in. You're also going to to me see some running backs come in as well. Uh, running backs a position where family's looking for some speed. We we have big backs. We need speedy backs. We're losing A.J. Davis. A.J. is playing in a spring game, if you haven't seen. But we're also seeing where, uh, God bless my bones, Isaiah Lane is also in a, in a, in a uh, postseason game. But then my question, and I, I saw Ty Floyd post this, and I kind of I, I retweeted it, and I almost took it down. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to let this sit here. I want to see Isaiah in a postseason game. I, I don't know. We don't have anything for him, but this as minuscule as my, my platform. We need BJ Bowler. We need Xavier Smith. I, I think I said Isaiah. I meant Xavier. She was talking about Xavier Smith. I need BJ Bowler, Xavier Smith. Those guys that are have been important to this rejuvenate the revitalization i'm sorry Just trying to find the right word and not do the little eye flippy thing i roll my eyes i know i do i don't care um i'm one of those people i roll my eyes. i literally roll my eyes but i i want to see those guys in these postseason games isaiah you know Lynn, that's our guy that that's our you know that's the front door guy but xavier smith is another one I mean, going in after going into that Florida Classic, he was the only receiver in the SWAC with a thousand yards. How is this guy not in several postseason All Star games? How is he not invited to any the the NFL Combine? I mean, I understand how he's not invited to the Combine, 
I'm not that naive and I ain't that biased. But at the same point, I'm going to be real. I don't think it's I don't think it's right. I'll say that. He should be there. He should be somebody that is showcased because he sacrificed. He's been there. He he's been one of those guys that you can trust. You can go post game, you can talk to. Like a team like the Jaguars would be well served to draft a guy like that. A team like the Bucks would be well served to draft a guy like that. I understand why the Dolphins might not, because you got you already got Tyreek Hill and he's short. But at the same point, sorry, that's wine and orange juice. <laughs> but the reason that he's not there or hasn't been mentioned in some of these games, it it's troubling as a person that wants to see the program move forward. Because if the program is going to move forward, if you're going to continue to draw in high-level talent, they have to be able to see that post-FAMU, there is something after. Not just a degree, but the NFL, the CFL. We got to do more than send guys to Jacksonville to play arena football. And don't get me wrong. I'm a Jacksonville Shark fan. I live in Orlando, and I don't support – if you know me well, there's only one team in Orlando I support. That's Solar Bears. The Magic suck. I I can't stand them. I'm a I'm a Miami Heat fan. The 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 uh, anyways the Predators are straight. They straight. But I'm a Jack I'm a I'm a Jacksonville Sharks fan because they were close to the Tallahassee, and I just I just never left it. I just stayed with it. But when it comes to like we got to offer players more than arena football, we have to offer them the NFL, the CFL. Part of the thing with a guy like Leroy Van was the fact that. Yeah, he had a shot at the NFL, but he also had a little bit of a career in the CFL. You had Curtis Pulley. And you had uh, Kevin Elliott. Kevin Elliott went to the NFL and balled until he got hurt. Then he goes to the CFL and he has a pretty decent career. FAMU's got to offer students athletically more than the football minor leagues. Because, yeah, we got guys going to the XFL. and Congratulations to Spadey. I got to talk to him. Uh, I talked to him, I believe, at a Southern game. And he was like, yeah, man, hey, I'm chasing the dream. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do my best for the XFL. And he got drafted. Congratulations. I'm proud of him for that. But we got to offer those guys and get them NFL ready. And maybe if they're not NFL ready, we have to get NFL prospects. But we, we have to do something to be able to sell this program. Because the prime effect is come and gone. And now, what are the results? We got 30 seconds. Uh, Coach Prime, talk. Okay, he's not really talking. I ain't got him on the show, but he's on the thing. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now, let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch. All right, I'm back. I'm back. I, I told y'all I was just going to get a sip real quick. Uh, so we're going to go inside the den. 
And to quote Summer Walker, I'm going to download the song on my phone. I guess I'm unloyal, baby. I guess I'm untrue. I mean, and some of us are childish. That's as much as you're going to get out of me. I promise you I don't sing. (laughs) Uh, Especially ever since I got in the classroom. I'm not going to lie. I met my wife at church. I was in the song group for a little bit. And I started going in the classroom. My voice started doing that cracking stuff. And I said, no, I can't sing the notes no more. I got to (laughs) quit. So I did. (laughs) So I do other things at church. Song group ain't it. Singing was never my strong suit anyway. But one of the things right now, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm not completely surprised that Prime left. Is anybody surprised? I mean, I know in our group chat, we had a group chat, a couple of us in there. I, I think he stays for another year. I thought he was going to stay for this year. Let Shador and Shiloh get this last year at Jackson State, then leave. But I didn't think he was going to stay in those 10 years. I ain't going to lie about that. I, that's missed me with that. I, ain't, I I'm Again, that's me openly hitting you with a, I didn't tell you, but I definitely didn't think he was going to stay in those 10 years. And the question is, yeah, Prime sold you a dream. He did. But is he unloyal? And my reply is no. He's not. Like, respectfully, this was supposed to happen. That's what you do when you win. When you do a good job, you don't stay nowhere. I, I love HBCU Digital. This is home. I'll likely try and stay my entire time that they want me here but if ESPN offers me a position I'm going to try to do both but if it came to something where they're like ESPN's like we're paying you this amount of money you have to do this I'd be like but I like this I like HBCU Digital this this is home this place is giving me a a platform they give me space this is a place I'm comfortable at I like them I like talk I like Herb I like the people I work with I like being able to call my boss and be like, yo, bro, I want this. Hey, I want that. I like that. I, I don't ever want to leave this. But in life, this is what you're supposed to do. I think a lot of us are looking at the fact that Deion Sanders was this amazing pro athlete. And we kind of take out the fact that he skipped some steps professionally. And so now he's going back through those steps. And I'll explain how. Uh, because, again, we see the same thing with the FAMU assistants. FAMU lost how many assistants in the past two seasons who, I, I, hey, I got a better offer, a better opportunity, and more money, and I'm taking it. And that did that. And some are in college. had a coach, former coach who was in the Big Ten championship game yesterday. You literally go from FAMU to the Big Ten Championship in one season. And he got a raise. Like, so again, how are you going to explain how Prime is doing what you're supposed to do? Okay, cool. I know me. I ain't, I ain't, got, I ain't got no better sense but to tell you the truth. Prime did an internship. No, he ain't doing an internship. Think about it. Prime coached high school from 2012 to 2020. He did it at Prime Prep, which turned to be an abject failure. He fell on his face. And that's something that a lot of us criticize him for, but you failed with something as well. I failed with things. I'm not going to lie to you. 
everything I've done hasn't touched gold. But a few things have. I've been successful in a few things. After prime prep, Dion became the head coach at AAA Academy. And if you remember the program, he then went as offensive coordinator at Trinity Christian High School. Came to Tallahassee and kicks a butt at Bragg. Go Google it. Go research it. When they came to Tallahassee, he brought those boys there, and they got an HBCU experience, and they beat a high school bad. I want to say it was Rickards. It might have been DRS. One of those two. National TV exposure for the school. Granted, I don't know how much that does for him, but Anyways, I digress. After this, again, Prime went to Florida State. He did. But he graduated from Talladega College in HBCU. Prime is an HBCU graduate. Put that in your card and put it in your back pocket. I see my card there, but I don't want to knock something out over. So I'll grab this. Yeah, grab that. Throw it in your back pocket. We're going to need that for later. Prime is an HBCU graduate. He went to a PWI. But he graduated from HBCU. Now, I don't care what you want to say about how he did, how he did it, how he got it, because some of y'all didn't get your degrees the right way either. Judge your mama. She's a saint. She's going to heaven. But you know what? God's still working on me, and he's still working on some of us other people too. Anyways, I digress. His first job was at Jackson State. Dion had to get the degree to get the Jackson State job. I think that's pretty much an open secret that people have kind of said, like, that's why he finished at Tal Talladega. So I think it, it may, and if I'm wrong here, it's because I just did not do the extra research, but I'm pretty sure there's a state law saying that he had to have a degree to get that coaching job because as a Jackson state, as Jackson state head, head coach, he's a state employee. Prime was making $350,000 plus per year per season. He does that. He knocks it out of the park. He kills it. He does. He had a perfect season. Like 59 to 3, that, that did not not happen. I was there. It was hot. We got our tails kicked. And he ran through the entire conference. Rough shot. He changed recruiting for that school, not for all HBCUs. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for that. He didn't change it for FAMU. But he changed it for that school. As far as the caliber of players they started bringing in, they'd done it before. Like, but that's been a bygone era. But in modern times, thanks to the transfer portal, the COVID rules, and everything else that's going around, he changed recruiting for that program. Then he goes and he gets the Colorado job. The Colorado job is paying him $5 million per season. That's over 10 times what he makes at Jackson State per season. For five, and it's a five-year deal for $30 million. Okay. How is that what you're supposed to do? Again, John did graduate from college 2020. First job is a head coaching job paying him $350,000. After he worked for free, not free, after he, he didn't work for free, after he was a high school head coach. Some of y'all coaching peewee football right now for nothing. He was at least getting paid to be a high school coach. I would equate that to an internship. I'm just saying, you can call it paid or unpaid internship. I would equate his time as a high school coach to an internship. You learn the X's and O's. He already knows it because he's a pro. 
but you learn the coaching managerial part. Okay. Something you do. So your first, Dion's first college job, Jackson State. First job out of college, Jackson State. He does well at that. He gets a significant raise. How many of y'all worked at McDonald's when you were in college? Burger King. How many of y'all still work at McDonald's and Burger King? I had, I had one of my students pointed up. I have an iHeart Publix uh, pin behind my desk. Why you got that iHeart Publix pin up there? I told her, I said, Publix is my first job. I always have a special place in my heart for Publix. I make, I don't make 10 times what I made at Publix per hour, but I've got a bachelor's. I've got an associate's, a bachelor's, and a master's degree. I make three times what I made at Publix now. Almost four per hour. Just saying. I mean, granted, minimum wage was a little lower when I was in college, but minimum wage was close to $10, $9, I'm closing in on 30 as a teacher. So you only get paid 10 months a year. So you got to think. Even myself, as a college graduate, Three times over, have multiplied my salary. My first job, I made eh, eh, nine, ten dollars an hour. My first job out of college, I almost made double that. And in, after kind of having some successes and failures or whatever, I'm where I'm at. But I've multiplied my income, utilizing my degree, my experience, and whatnot. Prime did the same. Yeah, he's got an unfair advantage. He played in the NFL. He's the greatest cornerback in the eyes of many. Okay. You mad that you didn't do it? I'm just saying. You can call me unloyal. You can say it's untrue. But I'm going to keep it a buck with you. And he used his advantage that he was given by both God and through his work ethic to put himself and elevate himself and his family into a higher place. And you you can you can get mad at kind of the the as 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 Scotty like I say the Jesus Christ Jr. stuff that he sells you. If you're mad at that, I'm not mad. I'm not I'm not gonna argue with you. Cause I thought it was BS too. Like, but at the same point, you can't get mad at the professional part. Get mad at the part where he sold the kids this and he sold the kids that. That's fair. Every coach does that. Should he do different? Yeah, he should. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. And if you're a Jackson State fan, you have every right to be upset. I'm not telling Jackson State fans or people who follow that program, you shouldn't be mad at Prime because it no. Because that part of me still don't like Jimbo Fisher. And I'm a Florida State fan. Part of me still, certain coaches that came through family, I'm like, nah, bro, you good. I could never see you on the sidelines again, and I'd be happy. Like, don't. Don't come here wearing some orange and green. And that's multiple sports. That ain't just football. So I don't, I understand the disdain. You have a right to be upset because you were told that I was coming here change sport for HBCUs, not for Jackson State, for everybody. And now, after two and a half years and a perfect season, bro, act like Chris Brown and chalked up the deuces. And he's gone. But he got a significant raise in the process. He got new facilities. I mean, 
Yeah. He left the lasting effect. And yeah, some of y'all up here looking real goofy because you were defending them when folks said, hey, you're not going to stay forever. Some of y'all wouldn't hear of it when I was in a space where I remember definitively Scotty and I were like telling somebody like, yo, he's not going to stay forever. And dude was not wanting to hear it. We were both like, yo, y'all, y'all just are irrational in your support of this brother. Like, I understand, but y'all just won't listen to anybody tell you he's not going to stay. I could, I remember that. And now he's gone and folks are, oh, well, he did that. Like, no, nah, don't, don't become hypercritical now. Like, but you have every right to be upset. You do. But he did what you're supposed to do in life and in business. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to acquire skills, acquire knowledge. And then as you acquire skills and knowledge, you acquire assets. And sometimes those assets are tangible. Sometimes they're monetary. And sometimes there's just skills. And Dion was able to acquire all of that and use it to his advantage. And I mean, it, it's, 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 it's tangible, it's viewable. And it's because we can see money, we can see it. His buyout at Jackson State is $300,000. Now, most times colleges and universities just pay that. Nine times out of 10, the University of Colorado will pay that for Dion. That's just gonna be part of his contract or you'll notice a significant part. I think his contract is $5.9 million. Part of that 0.9 is his buyout. But his contract is it's five million per season. I mean, his buyout at Jack at at Colorado it it trickles down. So year one, if Dion has an amazing season, and all of a sudden the Dallas Cowboys decide they want him, which Dion said he don't want pro football, but I mean that's between you and Dion. Fifteen mil if you want to buy out Deion Sanders next year. 2024, 10 million. 25, 8 million. And then 5 million every year after that, presuming that there is no contract extension. So the buyout changed. The buyout went from a $300,000 buyout to a staggering buyout that starts at 15 million and ends at five. That's over 10X again. His bonus is $50,000 to $750,000 a year. Again, that bonus is over 10x what he was making at Jackson. His Not saying his salary, Dion's bonus. Because remember, Dion got a part of the gate every time they crossed the threshold of attendance-wise. So even in the SWAT championship, presumably. Dion was supposed to get a cut of that of the, of the uh, gate. I believe it was every time they crossed thirty thousand dollars, thirty thousand seats, seat uh, thirty thousand. So, uh, but I mean, you got to give the dude his credit. Dion had a high graduation rate. He led the squack in graduate graduation rate. He tied with old old Miss and Mississippi State in the state of Mississippi. He also improved JSU. Not the rest of the HBCUs. He didn't do a lot for fans. Orange Blossom Classic. Okay. 
I can give you that. We almost approached 40,000 the last two years in attendance. Part of that was Dion. Part of that was the prime effect. But as far as recruiting, you didn't do it. That wasn't us. That's Willie Simmons. That's Coach Two Bless, Smitty Rock, all those guys. That's them. That's not Deion Sanders. And so I guess on this long diatribe and as we kind of get our last bit of milk from the, the, the <laughs> as we get our last little bits of whatever we are able to get from Prime, he did what you're supposed to do. And am I unloyal for supporting or believing that he did what he was supposed to do? Sure. Do I think he should have done better by Jackson State? Absolutely. Jackson State deserved better than that. I would equate that to the Baltimore Colts. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, you see the Mayflower truck. And then the Mayflower truck pulls up, pulls out. And next thing you know, we got Indianapolis Colts. Jackson may not see this again for many years. He he stated the person he wants to coach in place. But at the same point, he's taking people with him. He's already stated that both his sons are coming with him. I kind of have my doubts about Shiloh. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of – and I'm not doubting him as a player. I doubt that kid wants to leave Jackson. I think he actually bought in. I think he liked it. I think Shador is just young enough to be like, I'm just going to go with it. But I felt like Shiloh actually, he liked the HBCU experience. He attended a PWI. So I think coming on the other side of it, he kind of has a different outlook and a different feeling about the HBCU experience. He went to South Carolina and, and it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. But it wasn't Jackson State. It wasn't the HBCU experience. It wasn't you look up and 40,000 of you look back at you. I'm going to tell y'all, the moment that took my breath away this season and the moment that caught me, there were two moments this season. Three, really. The first was the Orange Blossom Classic. Going on the field post-game, and walking in there and looking up and seeing all those people that looked like me and then seeing my former student on the field. Devin, when I saw Devin, I was like, my God. And all these people, I was like, okay. The second one was the Alabama A&M game. That was the one that I got to see my former student, Richard. And I was like, yo, dude, it's great to see you. And then post game, I saw some of my other former students. And the last one was the Florida Classic because that was a dream of mine. I'm not going to lie. I Walking onto the field post-game, looking up and the band is playing, the players are on the field, you look in the stands and you see all these people. And so many of them look like you. It was different. And it's always been different. And I think that's something that once you kind of I is like it is. I don't know if it's going to work for Dion at Colorado, but I know I'm not going to doubt him. I also know I'm going to cheer him. 
Colorado's not going to be my adopted team the way they probably would have been years ago because I, I did like Colorado. But I'll say this. If we're going to sell this thing of HBCU unity, there's only one Power 5 coach that graduated from HBCU. His name is Deion Sanders. You may not want to hear it. You may not like it. You may not be ready to hear it. But there's only one coach that undergrad graduated from an HBCU. You may have some guys who went to HBCUs and, for instance, University of Florida's coach. He was a graduate assistant at HBCU. Now, did he graduate from there? I can't say. I didn't research it. I'm not going to lie. And I don't want to slow up the screen to do it. But there is one coach definitively that he graduated from HBCU. And it wasn't one of the Blue Bloods. It was Talladega College and his prime. And love him or hate him, you can like his moves or you can dislike his moves. But the honest truth is, for that alone, I'm at least cheer for you. I may not be in a barbershop arguing for you. I may not support all your moves. But on Saturday, from 12 to 12, when Colorado's playing, I'm going to want you to win. I may not be over there you screaming and yelling for you. But if we're truly going to sit up here and say that we support HBCUs, and we support HBCU graduates, you may have to forgive a little bit and understand that, yeah, you got played. It's not nice to say. It's not what you want to hear. We got played. You got played. We told you it was about the money. I'm a Florida State fan. I know what's up. But that being stated, if we're always going to sit up here and ride for HBCUs this way, we might have to support the brother, even though he did one of us wrong. And again, I support it. I understand it. If you're a Jackson State fan, I'll listen to you bitch and moan about it all day long. And I'll tell you, you're not wrong. You have every right to be angry. You should be angry. You also were petty about that one monkey don't stop no show. I ain't gonna lie. That southern thing was hilarious, though. <laughs> they got their tails kicked, but their band, even though they did not sound better than the human jukebox, that moment alone. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. They, they they got two good jabs in with them jokes. Let's be country joke, and then the yo coach don't want you joke. Yeah, and then the big ball, and right after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got three, that was three haymakers. Like that's forgivable for the fact that the band sounded like mediocre, but uh, the human jukebox definitely lost that battle of the band sound-wise to me. I thought Sonic Boom sound, sound sounded better. But I think in this case, we move on. We support Jackson State. We support FAMU. We support our HBCU. I'm going to give my little $15 to athletics again this morning. You, you, you've given me a lot, FAMU. I can give a little something back. Let's kind of start to take this time from Prime, though, and see that HBCUs are relevant, not just because of Dion. That was the question all season long. Not if, but when Dion leaves, do and now it's no longer a question.
It's a reality. He's gone. Now is the time to maximize your opportunities, maximize those corporate sponsorships, and do everything in your power to make sure that you take care of these students, these student athletes, and these universities. Because what we are seeing, and I think Shiloh is a prime example, that once these students get a taste of this HBCU life, especially after dealing with the PWI experience, they'll overlook some of our traditional problems. They'll overlook that financial aid does come out late. They'll overlook that, you know, sometimes the facilities, you may have to go to one of the other schools every once in a while. But what they do love is the experience and the fight and the determination it teaches you. To be an HBCU graduate, it's different. You're going to find a way. You're going to find your way. And then at a certain point, we have to collectively find our way. So that being stated, y'all, I know we're running long, but uh, man, uh, it got to look good to me, as you preacher like to say. So we'll be back uh, on Thursday. So we'll talk about whatever's going on, FAMU athletics. Uh, not a lot, honestly. Honestly, we just, we got a week off for both basketball and basketball and tracks not started volleyball's over so we'll see y'all when they talk about kind of what the recruiting is looking like we'll probably talk about that got a lot of recruits coming in the 11th is going to be a huge recruiting day a lot of students on the highest of seven hills if you've not already done so like and subscribe follow on youtube twitter instagram facebook i don't do a lot on instagram during the off season just to be real with y'all Normally, that's where I drop a lot of my pictures while I'm at the games, but we're going to work on getting more equipment with that. Uh, also, HBCU Digital Network, this is home. Shout out to her, Seward, and the Black Techies. I forgot to mention earlier, Herb has a basketball space, and Herb knows more about basketball than I've even been exposed to. That brother is deep, and he is a basketball head. He, he knows it. He writes about basketball. He covers basketball. That brother lives some basketball. Go support him. He's going to be doing a spaces and hopefully um, his fan base page. I believe he's going to be doing some things on there as well. So I myself am on fan base, but I don't use it very often working on that. But as always, y'all, thank y'all for listening and watching. And as always, let's get fangs up.